guys welcome to another episode of the mind health and fitness podcast and in today's episode we're going to be talking about how we can improve the quality of your sleep i'm going to be talking about five tips in particular that can really help you uh, with the quality of your sleep now let's put things into context straight away so some people might be thinking how much sleep is necessary So usually the recommendations are between seven to nine hours in a night. Now, in order for us to understand why improving the quality of our sleep is important, we need to understand the benefits that sleep has uh, on our physical and our mental health as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it down super simple, super quick um, into the benefits for physical health um, and the benefits for mental health. Now, for physical health, the first thing is that a lack of sleep can increase the hormone responsible for us having an increased appetite. So if your goal is fat loss, if you're, got, if you're currently are in a calorie deficit right now um, and you're struggling with your hunger levels, consider the fact that if you are getting uh, a low amount of sleep, it might be important for you to try and emphasize a way in which you can improve the quality of your sleep um, and improve the, le- improve the length of your sleep. Um, And this hopefully should help with that issue. Another thing as well is that a lack of sleep can lead to something called insulin resistance. Now, insulin resistance is also a component of type 2 diabetes. In a simple form, insulin resistance refers to um, a way that when you take your food in, so once once you've eaten your food and it's been digested, your body's more likely to store the food as fat cells rather than storing it as energy. So lack of sleep, as you can see, for physical health, you've got an increase in the level of hunger hormones and you've also got an increased chance of you developing something called insulin resistance. So it's super, super important that we do get enough sleep and we ensure that the quality of our sleep is the best that it can be. Um, And I've gone really simple over those two topics. Um, however, if you want to delve into more detail with it, just search online and um, you'll have a lot more detail that you can you know, go into with both of the topics that I just discussed about there. Now, mental health. Why is it so important for mental health? Now, studies have shown that a reduction in sleep can increase the levels of anxiety. So not getting enough sleep, being sleep deprived can increase the chances of you being feeling anxious and being anxious in the day as well. Now, another thing as well is that it can also increase and elevate the levels of a stress hormone called cortisol. So if you're, if you think about it, you know, not getting enough sleep, it can really contribute to a weight gain and it can also um, contribute to you feeling quite stressed and anxious as well. So right there, there's two two massive points well four massive points i should say um, for why sleep is super important and ensuring that the quality of your sleep is the best that it can be now if you're thinking how can i actually track my sleep so there's uh, fitness and tracking watches out there like fitbit apple garmin watches um, and they'll all provide you a sleep report if you wear your tracker overnight um, on their apps Um, there's also a device called an aura ring Uh, which is a ring which you wear on your finger uh, and it does exactly the same as what a fitness and tracking watch would do. Um, But if you're someone who doesn't like to wear watches, uh, it's a really good alternative. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down the five tips uh, for how we can improve the quality of your sleep. Number one is if you're an individual who finds that when you go to sleep, your mind's just racing, you know, have you ever been in a situation where, you know, you've, you're going to sleep, you're trying to get to sleep, but you're thinking about 10 different things. Then all of a sudden you're thinking about work. You're thinking about, oh, I could do this. I could do that. And often that can make it really, really hard to get a good night's sleep because you find, you know, you're constantly thinking about things. You check your phone. Oh, it's, it's 12 at night. You know, I've got to get up in a few hours. And then it's just that constant stress, constant worry of now I'm not going to get enough sleep. So how we can combat this and, you know, generally some people are active thinkers at night. That's when they're quite creative um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what we want to do is we want to ensure that if you're trying to get a good night's sleep and you're finding that that is getting in the way, that's impacting you. One thing getting around that is having a journal. Now, what you can do if you are someone who thinks about, oh, you know, for work, I can do this, you know, tomorrow I can do this, that have a journal where you plan the following day well the next day the night before and what i mean by this is you know all those thoughts that you have if you find that you're in a creative mode just jot them down on a piece of paper because then it's all off your mind it's all on that paper and when you go to sleep you don't have to think about it as much it's the same for if you're an individual who worries quite a lot just about different things you know having a journal Specifically, I would say a gratitude journal for you in this situation would be really useful because a gratitude journal will enable you to switch your mind. It will enable you to switch your stance of thinking. Um, it will put you in a more positive position um, and therefore it should relax you as well. Um, in line with that, if you're someone who does worry quite a lot before you go to sleep, even doing some breathing techniques. So um, a four second inhale through the nose and a four second exhale through the mouth. Doing that for um, three to five minutes can really change your body's physiology. Um, and it can really put you in a state of relaxation, make you feel calm, and just get your body set to go to sleep. So that's point number one. Journaling, if you worry, if you're one of those active thinkers, or just implementing some breathing techniques if you find that you do get um, quite anxious or quite worried before you go to sleep. Now, point number two, try not to have an, a heavy meal before you go to sleep, okay? So I know a lot of people out there, you know, you can get cravings right before you go to sleep and you just want something. You want a snack, you want a meal. Um, and you know what? I was exactly the same until I started to learn a bit more about sleep. Um, I used to have a heavy meal right before I went to sleep thinking, oh, it's fine. Um, it's not going to do anything. You know, I'm going to go to sleep anyway. Now, what actually happens when you when you consume a, um, a meal, um, your body temperature increases and the focus of your body's functions are on digestion. It's on how can we process this food? How can we make sure all these nutrients are absorbed? Now, if you're going to be doing this right before you go to sleep, it actually contradicts what your body is doing. So before you go to sleep, your body is trying to decrease its temperature. And, you know, if you've just eaten a meal, your body is going to increase in temperature to focus on the digestion process. So what you need to do here is, I usually say like a rule of thumb, 
um, try try to not eat, you know, a couple of hours before you go to sleep, if you can, if that's po a possibility. Um, I know for some people, you know, shift works, shift workers, um, you know, down to certain circumstances, I understand that it can be quite difficult. And um, all of these situations here, if you are in control of them, um, and what I mean by in control is that you're not doing shift work or you've not just had, you know, a newly born baby, all of these things where you can control your sleep uh, circumstances, try and implement these techniques in. So that's the second point is try not to have a heavy meal before you go to sleep. Now, the next few points I'm going to discuss are in relation to the circadian rhythms. Now, the circadian rhythm is in a sense a 24 hour body clock. And what it does is it signals to your body when it's time to wake up, when it's time to go to sleep. It triggers hormones that are responsible for that. Now, again, I want to keep it super basic. I don't want to overcomplicate anything I'm talking about today. Um, but if you are interested in learning a bit more about the circadian rhythm, Google it online. Really, there is a lot of resources out there which will explain it in a lot more detail. Now, in order for your body to, you know, have a good quality of sleep, Having similar times where you go to sleep and when you wake up is really useful. It's really useful for the circadian rhythms. It's really useful for helping your body just get an idea of when it's time for you to switch off and when it's time for you to wake back up again. Um, and I know that, you know, weekdays you'll probably go to sleep a bit earlier. And naturally in the evening, well, in the weekend, sorry, um, you'll want to go sleep a little bit later, obviously, with it being the weekend. And that's perfectly fine. Um, but what I'd just try and say is try not to go to sleep like four hours later than you normally would in the week because you'll find that it will impact how you feel on the weekend as well. So that's point number three, keep sleep times similar. Now, point number four, again, it's related to the circadian uh, rhythms again and actually improving the quality of your sleep. So if you increase the amount of daylight and sun exposure to you, um, it can help really with your circadian rhythm. So helping your body understand when it's time to switch off, when it's time to go to sleep and when it's time to wake up again. So just getting some daylight on you, some just getting, uh, just being outdoors um, for an hour or two in the day can really help improve the quality of your sleep. Now, point number five, this is really like two, two points in one. So, um, and they, to be honest, they are kind of two different points, but I just wanted to get as many points as I could in this podcast discussed. So point number one is exercise. So, you know, with our circumstances right now, we're all majority of us are working from home. Uh, the majority of us find that potentially our activity levels are lower uh, and this can make it a little bit harder to go to sleep. So, for example, some people just need to be active in order to go to sleep. They find it quite hard to go to sleep if they've not done much activity during the day. And this is why just doing some form of exercise is going to be super beneficial for helping you uh, improve the quality of your sleep. So focusing on getting some form of exercise, some form of daily activity in is really going to help um, improve the quality of your sleep. Now, the second point is caffeine intake. I couldn't, I couldn't talk about improving the quality of your sleep without discussing the caffeine intake. So I know for some people, and I know for a lot of people out there, 
you can drink coffee till like seven in the evening and you'll say, you know what, I can go to sleep, I'm perfectly fine. But if you're finding that, you know, you're someone who's looking and tracking your sleep and you're understanding that actually um, I'm, my sleep quality is not so great and you're someone who does drink coffee late into the evening, it's something that would be good to try and cut off your caffeine intake from 2 p.m. in the, in the afternoon. Um, and that's gonna that's really a lot of what the guidelines say to um, improve the quality of your sleep is just generally uh, try and reduce your caffeine intake by that 2 p.m. window. Um, again, this is something if, if you are struggling with the quality of your sleep, it's something that you can potentially implement. Um, and again, it links quite closely to alcohol intake as well. Um, a lot of us um, might think that alcohol is great to help us go to sleep. Uh, well, up to a certain extent is true because it is a sedative. But the quality of your sleep, so how I was going back to how you go through different stages with sleeping, so like deep sleep, REM sleep, light sleep, those different stages are affected if you are consuming alcohol. And you'll notice that. So if you have a day where you do have a drink, um, you know, a bit more than normal, look at your uh, sleep report. You'll notice that it will be different to a day uh, where you didn't drink alcohol and you were exercising, you were getting daylight exposure, um, you were controlling your stress levels. Um, so really, these are all the five points, well, <laughs> five plus points, I should say, that um, are going to be really beneficial for you uh, improving your sleep quality. So point number one, we've got the journal um, and the breathing techniques. Point number two, um, try not to have a heavy meal right before you go to sleep. Um, if you can, an hour and a half or two hours before have your last meal. Uh, number three, keep your sleep times quite similar. Um, number four, increase your sun exposure. Um, and number five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> we've got exercise. Um, try and get some daily exercise in there. Uh, caffeine intake, if you can, cut it off by 2 p.m. in the afternoon if you work regular day shifts. And also considering your alcohol intake, um, try and limit that if you're finding it is impacting your sleep. So that is everything for this podcast, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you need me to clarify any of the points, again, feel free to drop me a message on Instagram or contact me via my website, guys. Thank you very much and take care.